Do you like retro video games? Then you should check out the Nerd Cave Retro on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you can find podcasts. If you like the show, then you can join the Discord by going to the Nerd Cave Retro Twitter page and click the link at the top of the page. If you like the Open Micers podcast, but you think I'm too handsome, check out the Jester's Court podcast hosted by my fat twin, Mr. Mike Evelyn found wherever podcasts are given away for free. Dead Game is the new podcast where award-winning comedy writer Wally Phelps and award-seeing comedy sidekick Carlos Longoria (laughs) use their powers of necromancy to resurrect failing or long-suffering game franchises. From Fortnite to Rock Band, D&D to Double Dragon, listen to Dead Game, where games go to get good. We also want to shout out our other patrons, Mr. Derek Diamond and old Rob himself, Mr. Robbie Hennig. For the Open Micers podcast. My name is Jason Robbins. I'm Jacob Craig, and I'll tell you what, Jason, I'm just going to be honest with our listeners at home. I haven't been yoked in a while, dude. <laughs> I haven't been yoked for a guest in a while. But you want to fucking know something tonight, Are Jason? Are you yoked? Are you yoked? I'm fucking yoked, dude. <laughs> I'm fucking yoked for this guest tonight, brother. I think I saw your boobs because... jiggle there a little bit. <laughs> Oh, yeah, dude. I got some nice, healthy B cups on me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> tell him, I'm tell fucking him, yoked. Tell him who we got tonight. This is exciting, hey, man. Hey, hey, hey. You interrupted my intro. Hey, okay? So I'm, then I have to do a whole riff thing. And we're, we're both comics. We understand how this goes. <laughs> but I'm fucking yoked for our guest tonight. Because we have somebody who you know from the Late Late Show with James Corden. He has been one of Comedy Central's comics to watch. He has written tons of fabulous things for all kinds of networks, including a fantastic documentary on Amazon. Please put your hands together for the one and only Jono Zelay, everybody. How are Woo-hoo. you doing, sir? <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. Good to be yoking you, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And enough um, yokes. I'm yoking him off all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> we're yoking uh, we're yakking we're um we're doing this thing man we're doing this yeah. pod i will say one quick correction it, it's not it does not bother me at all but my name is pronounced jono not jono and it's something okay. that like if you read my name first it's the first it, phonetically it should be jono but like i did not think about that when i was first spelling my nickname as a child ah. um and it's weird, like, because actually you mentioned Corden. He actually sort of mispronounced my last name in a hilarious way because he's British. So he's like, please give out John Ozale. And it was just such a, like, I've, all my uh, friends and family have been calling me Zale ever since, rather than just Zale. So what's he like behind the scenes? Uh... Um, he's perfect, as you know, as you probably read and, and uh, have heard through the rumor mill. He's a perfect gentleman, and I will defend him to the day I die. No other, no further questions. Awesome. Yeah, I've actually heard that much like his character in Cats, he doesn't have a butthole. Uh... <laughs> I've, I've heard that he's that perfect. Is that perfect about Cats? I did not know that that was... Uh... A noticed re- subreddit is the cat butthole thread. Didn't they go back and, <laughs> oh, and yeah. put, do a whole special edition where they put the buttholes back in the movie? Oh, man. I, I would love to see the director's commentary on the different edits of Cats. <laughs> <laughs> 
Probably that's Tuesday. I've not seen the movie, but I just want to see the director's commentary. <laughs> yeah, I've seen every James Corden movie. I don't know about you. Kind of, you know, his fan. Oh yeah, big Corden head, dude. <laughs> I'm just really I don't I don't want I don't like people yelling at me, so I just preemptively I'm I'm the biggest James Corden fan in the world. <laughs> I will say he was super nice backstage and very he like also gave me a really great intro and like does you don't see it on on uh, the show but like he pumps up the crowd right before the standups go on. It's one of the better clubs that caters to the stand up environment. So I really appreciate that about the late late show RIP only got like a couple weeks left. Yeah, that's crazy. They don't yeah. have anyone lined up either. Do you do you want to host the late late show? <laughs> I will they're replacing it with at midnight yes. from Real Comedy Central. Oh shit, we did But they, I don't know that. if they've announced a host for the at, new at midnight. It's not going to be Hardwick. Um but I have no idea who they're going with or if they're going to have like comedians on again. Cause it's in a place where I used to have like, I mean, Shania Twain, who was on my episode, just like, is she going to go on at midnight to promote her new yeah. tour or whatever? I, I I'm worried about that in a way where it's like, I hope they at least do comedy adjacent celebrities if they're going to do celebrities. See, I, I really don't want them to change up the format of the show. Cause at midnight was perfect the way it yeah. was. It, it was like such a great, great refillable joke bucket. And it was like, I know several writers for it. And it's just like, they're the best joke writers on earth. And like, they, it's just a, what a great, like perfect format for our modern age for jokes. Yeah. Like if they have like, I don't know, Kevin Bacon on like whatever i guess but like i'd much prefer it just be like the cast of some sitcom or like whatever stand-up comics putting on a new special rather than whatever they'll normal late night crowd will be yeah i just hope they don't turn it into like just another talk show type of thing yeah exactly still needs to be the fake game show with comedians that's that's yes. what, what it is <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. That's actually a, a show that I'm going to write called The Fake Game Show with Comedians. <laughs> Hosted really? by James Corden. Give my boy some work. You know, he's jobless. It is interesting. The, like, I'm, I'm currently working on a, a docuseries um, about game shows. I won't mention anything else about it, but uh, I'm probably on an NDA still and hasn't premiered yet. But it's um, fascinating the turn that game shows took from like being these very straight laced weatherman broadcaster types to all stand-up comedians hmm. or like comedy comedy adjacent people you know yeah. it's it's like howie mandel he he was like one of the first stand-ups to do it in like 2004 i think he started took over deal or no deal and then like within a year all of them got stand-up or improv comedians yeah i mean that's really the way it should be of course. Yeah, of course it is. Like they're the best presenters of like, you know, being able to riff, being able to be in the moment, being able to be personable, like deal with any kind of situation. If you could be the uh the host of any game show, what what uh what, what would you want to do? Oh, uh, of existing game shows or one I'd come up with my oh, uh, well, if there's an existing game show and uh they said, "Hey, we want you to uh uh be a host." What what would your dream hosting job be? Man, great question. Probably, probably something like um, "Who Wants to Be a Millionaire." 
because the like i i love i mean i love trivia and but like i can't i don't think i i trip over my words a lot when i haven't said them a hundred times on stage mm-hmm. that's like one of my weaknesses is i'm not great at riffing personally so i probably wouldn't be a great game show host but like who wants to be a millionaire you're asking like 10 questions right. you know it's not like jeopardy when there's like 50 yeah um you're you're like just able to like really like build tension that's that's what who wants to be a millionaire does great is it just like every subsequent question is worth you know up twice as much as the last or more and so it's 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 such a great tension builder and i could you could really needle someone about like <laughs> the more the money the uh, uh, the question is worth. Is that show uh, still on? I'm pretty sure it is. I don't know why they get rid of it unless it's in the ratings <laughs> or whatever. They just did a celebrity one where uh, Jimmy Kimmel hosted it. Oh, okay. And Nikki oh, yeah, Glaser yeah. was on there, and I remember of all of the charities that Nikki Glaser could have played for, she played for a charity that rehomes parrots after their owners die. You mean? Pets? No, parrots. Parrots. Oh, I think you said parents, and I was like, "Who owned parents?" <laughs> oh no. no she, <laughs> like, she could. She could have played for St. Jude, but instead, she's like, yeah, "Think yeah. of all the fucking parrots," and well, she maybe, won like seventy thousand dollars. Wow. Of course. Uh, I mean, that's the. Um, she's big into animals. I think she's into PETA, which, like, you know, I mean, I love animals too, but I do not like PETA. Um, so I'm glad she didn't play for them. <laughs> you know, parrots need a home too, you know? <laughs> Can't just be some random palm tree in the neighborhood. What about you? Yeah. What about you, Jacob? What, 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 would you want to be a, a game show host? I would, Jason. I, and I'll tell you why. I, I would love to be the game show host of one of those game shows that you see overseas with like the dudes getting hit in the balls and stuff <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. with the mallets. And then they just go to the camera like, oh, and that's all they do. That would be me as a game show host. Nice. Yeah, it's weird. Like so many of our current game shows started overseas, like in Japan. They have like some of the more physical Mm -hmm. challenge, wackier ones, or the um, Holland, because the Dutch people are so freaking weird. Um, Yeah, it's it's a it's definitely like we've stolen all of our best ideas from overseas. I mean, there should be more nut torture on primetime CBS. Mm, that's what I'm saying. There's <laughs> not enough nut torture. Not, on... Our nut quota is way below. <laughs> way below. The whole nut streaming channel. There, that's, you know, move over game show network. It's just all nut shots. Well, you think about how long America's Funniest Home Videos has been running yeah. just off the back of nut torture. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's the only funny. reason anyone watches it. Yeah. You know, if I could, Bob Saget I, had a thriving career because of golf clubs, hit, golf clubs hitting ball sacks. Yeah, dads not being able to have any more kids because their, you know, their firstborn child smashes them in the balls with one of those, <laughs> you know, fat uh, little baseball bats, the red ones. Oh, <laughs> we should be so lucky. You know, if I could bring back a game show, I'd want to bring back Hollywood Squares. I, we need mm. a good Hollywood Squares resurgence. <laughs> Good one. Nice. That's what he responds to with that. He blocks with the burp. Yeah, he's Jacob would be the center square all the time. He's the... uh, Is that the best one? 
Yeah, who was, um? oh man, what was that dude's name who used to be the center square all the time? Robert Wagner. No. Uh, Bruce Valanche? <laughs> Bruce Valanche. <laughs> Jacob is the Bruce Valanche <laughs> of the 2020s. Out of left field with the Bruce Valanche. <laughs> Who uh, the fuck is that? How old yeah, are you, John? Oh, you, you'd recognize him if you saw him. He's a character. He sort of looks like you with long, longer beard and hair. Is yeah, long blonde <laughs> hair looks a little like a muppet. Yeah. Bruce <laughs> Oh, uh, you definitely you'll know. Oh, him. I don't look like this guy. <laughs> what are you talking about, dude? The more you deny it, the more it sounds like you do look like him. Boss, it looks like Bossy Muppet in the chat. Of every Howard Stern character. Bossy Muppet <laughs> in the chat says, uh, "That's rude to Muppets." <laughs> <laughs> hey man, me and the Muppets have an understanding. Okay, I speak for the Muppets. Ceasefire with the Muppets. Yeah, the Muppets have gone through enough. So, Jono, which is has been more financially lucrative, being an actual scientist? Or a comedian? Uh, great question. Neither are particularly lucrative. I should disclaim that. So it's I'm fighting over scraps here. See, the thing is, I have a brother. I have a brother, an older brother, who's a scientist. He's a polymer scientist, and me, I'm the dumb one. I'm the younger brother who's not, who's too stupid to finish college. Mm. So I went well, into I mean, comedy. Of course, I mean, like you know, <laughs> depends on what you given what you went into. There's no reason to keep paying for a college you weren't going to use. Yeah. Um, the, like the good thing about being like a scientist is that the work was steady. So it was like more consistent. Um, but you never, like, I never made, cause I was in academic research. So I was like, you know, working for a university and getting grant money to pay for my living expenses, stuff like that. But like, I only really gr uh, went through grad school, which like when you're getting a, in a PhD program, They'll they'll give you a stipend to live on, but and like they'll waive your tuition and all the other fees and everything like that. But that stipend is not a lot of money. It's it's like mm. cool in that you don't have to pay for grad school, but it's bad in the sense that you're not going to save anything. I was making like from 2006 to 2012 when I was in grad school, I was making like 29 a year in Boston, which is a pretty expensive city. Yeah. So right. like, I, if I if I had stayed with it, like I'd probably make you know, closer to like 50, 60 by the time I'm like a fully integrated professor researcher, but it's not, it's not super good money. <laughs> what was your specialty? Like, what were you researching? I, I was a behavioral neuroscience, but like this neuroscience of addiction. So I don't know if you read too close into my bio, but I gave cocaine to rats. <laughs> Hell yeah. The Lord's work, yeah. as I say. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, like the, I did the, the preliminary research for what became cocaine bear. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, dude. I fucking love that movie. I have not seen it yet. I'm, I'm, I have to, as a former animal cocaine scientist, I have to see how accurate it is. And I'm going to be like the, I'm not going to be like the hipster about it. Like, that's not what cocaine would do to an animal uh, <laughs> when they ingest it that way. It takes a different route of administration when you eat it versus when you snort it. Um, yeah, it's it's I, it does look fun though. But so you had to have had like you know an extra kick up on the financial end being a cocaine doctor. You know what I'm <laughs> You'd think, right? We just like got like swaggier clothes and lab coats and everything. 
Right, you get to just walk into the lab with a cane. And music. Um, Have a nice broad on your shoulder when you show up at 8 a.m. Yeah, right? Uh, It's like, why do they research all night in that lab? It seems like they can only go home in a regular hour. How much cocaine do you think you'd have to get give a rat before we got to like a master splinter situation <laughs> oh man that's a great question because like the thing about um splinter he seems so chill i bet he's not a, a, a cocaine guy um oh but like they they do get a little bit more quick and like violent like you could see them doing a flurry of attacks with with coke but you know a good probably a human size amount but for a rat should have gave like him that. some little tiny nunchucks and yeah, let him right? go at it. Uh, they're like they're pretty vicious, I will say. Like uh, the when they're when they're on, it's unsurprisingly, when you give a tiny animal cocaine, it will become a little more agitated and violent. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> little dickheads. Sounds a lot like, like Jacob. Started, you know, <laughs> you the ideas. Um, <clears throat> yeah, they they like. They'll bite you if you're trying to like take the cocaine away from them. <laughs> they they loved it, unsurprisingly. Sounds like a lot of comics I know. <laughs> I know, right? It's just like degenerate animals, and also the rats I give cocaine to. Um, <laughs> so that was the did you like the end of your research? Was the end of the paper? It just says cocaine is a hell of a drug. Basically, yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> published like uh yeah re- cocaine's addictive in no shit magazine <laughs> uh, so how did you go down. like take us from that where you're giving cocaine to rats and you're like i'm gonna go be a comedian how does how did you make that jump so i kind of made like uh it coincided in a way where like i out of college i'm from san diego i moved back home uh, after college to San Diego for a couple years, a year and a half. And uh, in that time, I was like, oh, I started getting interested in comedy. In the same time, I was still into science because I was like a kind of a neuroscience uh, major out of college. Um, and I was like, ah, you know, I was working in a biotech lab. It sucked. And I was like, I bet research would be so much more interesting and like stimulating on the nose, if you know. Hmm. Um, I, know, it was time, I was also like, I also really love the idea of comedy, and I'd done a few open mics in San Diego. So I was like, I'm going to apply to graduate schools in cities where I can pursue comedy. So that landed me in Boston, um, which has good a good comedy scene and good colleges. So I like kind of simultaneously started doing my comedy career while I was doing research. And the cool thing about grad school, I will say is they like, it's kind of like having an entry level job that's with flexible hours. So like, you know, I'd get paid the stipend no matter what for doing my research. And then I'd like, just as soon as I was done, I'd go straight to an open mic after lab research. That's cool. Do you, uh, do you find that being an actual neuroscientist actually helps with, Uh, the crafting of a joke. I mean, in a way, like you kind of like, you're not, not necessarily explicitly. Like I would, I would like affect the way I would like view the world. Like I would have jokes about how I, you know, I just know so much science that it's like, it has affected how I view the world and being informed on certain subjects will make you like 
you know, you got to be intellectually curious in some ways if you're going to be sort of observational um, in comedy. So yeah, it would, it would definitely influence the, the topics. It was also my daily life. You know, everyone talks about their job. I would talk about, you know, giving cocaine to rats, unsurprisingly, again, <laughs> a topic that people found funny. Um, but and then everyone's kind of a data scientist because like you try out stuff. That's what's cool about comedies. You just like will trial and error you know, so many jokes. And so you're AB testing jokes, you're trying out different words, different timing, different subjects. And like, you're gathering that data and sort of naturally subconsciously, like, fine tuning your, your jokes. Yeah. What about you, Jacob? Um, are you ever going to learn how to craft good jokes? Or <laughs> uh, No, Jason, because you see, I coast on just pure unadulterated talent and sex appeal <laughs> and that's gotten me this far into comedy and i feel like it's going to take me a little bit further bubba mm-hmm. all right uh jono if if we together write the script for cocaine rat do you think that the sci-fi channel would buy it and how much money do you think they would give us <laughs> they would give us so many bitcoins i tell you <laughs> I only take Ethereum. That's the thing. Any any cocaine animal movie has to be paid in some sort of cryptocurrency. Just or cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Coke coin. So you, every every time a movie like this comes out, you know, like uh, uh, Sharknado and things like that, this yeah. is like one of the biggest like movies like that to actually like hit the theaters. So you know we're right. gonna get. We're gonna just gonna get a slew of of movies like this after. What what's what's the next logical step? You know, like what's you know, like heroin heroin monkey or something. I don't yeah, know. yeah. I mean, it's gonna spawn a whole cinematic universe, no doubt. The like <laughs> drugged drugged animals. Oh, you know what it could be? That's like because you know, uh, Cooking Bear is like very loosely based on a true story. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, Bossy um, Muppet said in the chat room that says they got Michael Madsen into Piranaconda, so we've got Piranaconda coming. Or is oh, that already? Boy. Oh, uh, she said, "Believe in six. So there were six of those. Oh no! I mean, like that's <laughs> poor, poor Michael Madsen. He must be so desperate for money. Um, that, see, peace. that's what you cocaine got to feed a habit. Michael Madsen's the is who Cocaine Bear was based off. Of. <laughs> we, know, like, he's the like, Cocaine we, Bear. We got to be careful because Michael Madsen seems like the kind of guy that'll hunt us down and beat the shit out of us. We're talking about him. Oh yeah." Um, I bet they could, like, it, you know, in this cinematic universe, pay any actor in whatever drug they're also giving the fictional animal. Yeah. Um, but the the other thing that I um knowing about animal research and like uh behavior through being in science and stuff is um there's monkeys that live on like these islands in like the South Pacific or even the Caribbean, um and they will go, you know, the the beaches have like resorts on them and everything, but they'll be next to a jungle and the monkeys will kind of like slowly creep out and steal all their little Mai Tais and stuff. <laughs> um, so they'll, they'll be the drunken monkeys. Mai Tai monkeys! Let's write it! <laughs> Mai Tai monkey is a f- real phenomenon that exists. And... I played bass for them in high school. <laughs> <laughs> um... 
Yeah, and like you, you can see videos of it. They've like done studies as well on these monkeys, and they found that like the prevalence of alcoholism is the same in monkeys as it is in humans. Oh, for sure, dude. I mean, if you crush up a codeine and put it in a wet paper towel and shove it up a baboon's ass, it's gonna get just as high as you and me, Bubba. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just um, you know, <laughs> of all the pr- proofs of uh, evolution, that's probably my favorite. That like we share the same propensity for drug and alcohol abuses, monkeys. So, what animal do you think is the most tolerant to drug abuse? Michael Madsen. Good... <laughs> 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 the reservoir dogs, I think. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> uh. I mean, I you would think that I guess elephants, but like, how well, much cocaine like, would it take to get an elephant high? Oh God, <laughs> they'd have to eat like four cocaine bears, <laughs> dude. Now that's a movie I, I want to see. Yeah, I went to school in Mississippi. This is how I'm gonna do math from now on. <laughs> how many cocaine bears would it take to get an elephant high? <laughs> um, yeah, the like. The thing about animal evolution is like there's certain drugs that like will are so you know simplistic in the in its mechanism. Like cocaine's a pretty model drug for drug abuse because like it's just it gets you high immediately. It's just so good, yeah. Yeah, it's just it, if you have dopamine in your brain, it's gonna like really hit that pleasure center. And like organisms as simple as rats and mice have that capacity. But as you get up in evolutionary, like, like rats, for instance, wouldn't love mushrooms. They just couldn't handle it. Like the psychedelics, lower life forms aren't really able to process. They just like, they find it aversive. It's just like, why am I seeing shit? This doesn't make me happy. Whereas like more elevated uh, evolutionarily animals are really in, are more into it, I guess I should say. Um, things like acid and, you know, ayahuasca mushrooms so you could probably get an elephant smart animals like octopuses and pigs and and elephants would probably enjoy a wider array of drugs than the lower ones acid dolphin that's the next movie (laughs) dude how have you not done joe rogan's podcast yet because you you just spent like a lot of time talking about drugs and animals and i feel like it's (laughs) A three-hour conversation waiting to happen. Well, Jacob, you've uh, said it before. I am the poor man's Joe Rogan, so yeah. I'm just <laughs> not true. willing to. Uh, I'm not. I'm not a dis- disgraced enough scientist. <laughs> yeah, right. You, you still have credibility, so you can't yeah. go on there to talk about it. That's, uh, I like no. Certainly, no other scientist respects me. But they, at the same time, I haven't published anything that has caused a scientific outroar. So, like, I probably don't have enough cachet with that group. See, that's uh, all you got to do is just day. publish something really controversial. Yeah, I I figured it out. I was that you know See, one we in ten got, scientist. We we already got the paper for you. How many yeah. cocaine bears does it take to get an elephant high? Uh, I mean, that's the next question that's like if a tree falls in a forest and no one else is around <laughs> to hear it doesn't make a sound like that's what I mean, we've crafted 
how many cocaine bears until you have a hit podcast is it uh... <laughs> that's what i want to know <laughs> we need to start talking about cocaine bear every episode <laughs> Uh, Jono, I noticed the um the posters in your background there. You got a couple of Star Wars posters. Are you are you deep into the lore, kid? What's going on with that? Um, yes, in general, I'm a fan of the original trilogy um quite a bit, and I like the like some of the newer stuff. Like I like the Mandalorian. Like the newer trilogy has its ups and downs. Uh, really ended on a downbeat, unfortunately. And started um, on one too. In the middle, kind of a downbeat as well. I mean, like it all of them had good moments. Like for like the the last Jedi had some great moments and some really dumb storylines. And then like the Rise of Skywalker, like the first half of it was actually genuinely fun and cool and exciting. Yeah. And then just the way they ended it was so moronic that I was just <laughs> like, well, which like unfortunately, um, Carrie Fisher dying kind of ruined that movie. Um, right. Because as soon as she dies in the in the movie, they're like, well, let's just make up a bunch of shit. Um, <laughs> but like, I really, I mean, I'm into the posters. Like, uh, they're both about, you know, imagery from the original trilogy. I don't know if you can see, but like the, oh, this sequence to get a better, like the one I found of uh, C-3PO. This is from like, there was some radio program in the 70s. I remember that. Um, and and like so this it just i love it because it looks like c-3po is rapping <laughs> hell yeah so he's just freestyling on the mic um which is very fun uh but yeah i mean i haven't watched all of the new because i mean like they're gonna put out so many series and whatever like i haven't watched Andor or some of the other ones like i'm not that into it right can so c-3po is fluent in just about every language do you think it's okay for him to say the n-word or not <laughs> only on rogan's podcast okay <laughs> uh, i feel like he gets a pass yeah no for sure i mean they they tricked him into saying whatever invented language for the sith so <laughs> yeah right they just have to wipe his memory banks afterwards yeah, yeah as long as they give him like the equivalent of like whatever mind eraser I don't like him say any kind of uh, racial slur. I'm in like the Star Wars universe has so many racial slurs. You can tell. Oh yes, gruffy looking nerf herder. Yeah, oh, R- right? you can tell R two is calling people all kind of slurs. Through those <laughs> <movies>. <laughs> yeah, right. Boy, he's so, he's so sassy. He's getting in trouble all the time. <laughs> time to cancel R two D two. Everybody, let's get that hashtag going. Cancel R two D two. We got to tell you guys about B Res Coffee Company. That's right. B-Res Coffee is a small business established here on the Gulf Coast that was created for gamers by gamers. Whatever kind of coffee you like, they got you covered. Like the out-of-this-world chocolate and caramel flavored roast. Or the Two Hardies One Ship, which is a rum and dark chocolate flavored roast. You can even get your very own Open Micers Roast of Coffee. So if you like us, you'll like this dark roast too. So head over to brezcoffeeco.com and use our code OMPODCAST for 10% off of your order. It's so, about goddamn time. But you bring that up, Jacob, that, you know, C-3PO is technically an AI. And recently yeah. they tried, didn't they try to get like chat GPT or something to say the N word and it wouldn't. And so that made like all the conservatives say, oh, the chat GPT AI is woke. <laughs> well, I mean, you look at all the comics, giving it like 
some kind of stupid, edgy, open micro premise. And then it just comes back with, I can't make jokes that are offensive. Yeah. So I can't finish your fucking joke for you. Go be original and write it yourself, asshole. (laughs) Like, of course, like, as well, like, I mean, they try to, like, put some guardrails on it as they should. And, like, of course, they're going to put guardrails on the most commonly known and, and, like, (laughs) racial slur. But I bet if you, like, had some racial slur for a very specific ethnic group that's lesser known, it probably would tell you just because they haven't put the guardrails in. So what I'm trying to say is everyone at home, go find out, <laughs> go find out the most obscure ethnic slurs well, and make Chachi PTs. Uh, we should try the Swedish. <laughs> isn't that You'll the never most, see it coming. Isn't that yeah. the most human thing ever? We have this amazing AI now that's about to be unleashed <laughs> we in the world. The and we're trying all we're trying to do is get it to say the N-word. We're not trying to get it to solve like world hunger. Or how to like you know to come up with flying cars or you know wormholes? No, we just want to get it to say the n word. Like yeah. we're so stupid. We're the worst. Yeah. <laughs> we're the galaxies. Like we're the trailer park of <laughs> the the Milky Way. Yeah, we're just like like every technology is just used by people who want to have sex with things in different ways. <laughs> It's all, it's all sex. It's always driven by the biggest perverts and the most racist uh, subgroups. It sounds like half That's of my thing, family. Like, I like I, that, I've, I've come around now where, like, you know, they used to have, you know, movies showing AI being bad or and everything, which, like, obviously it's dangerous, but um, I'm, like, kind of team robot now. Like I say, let's give, let's give the robots a shot. We're not great at it. <laughs> yeah, but, it's their uh, turn. Like they're always saying it's like, oh, we have to take, you know, enslave humans because look how violent you guys are and, you know, how emotional and, and racist and warlike. And I'm, and I'm like, they're making some good points, you know? <laughs> See, but then the robots are going to talk about us the same way we talk about baby boomers. Like we're going to have just a generation of robots ripping bongs in their robot mom's basement. Like, ah, the fucking humans crashed the stock market. That's all their fault. <laughs> It'll be like, job. okay, humor. so a couple of weeks ago did you guys uh, if there are aliens out there and we're you know we're kind of like the the dumping ground of like the you know we're the trash that they accidentally (laughs) made um Mm. did you see that the the pentagon actually admitted that there could be a quote-unquote mothership in our solar system right now so what do you think they're doing? Are they just watching us kind of like a reality TV show? Are they ready oh, for yeah. invasion? Like what's going on? What's happening? Man, good. Like that would be a really like having an orbiting outpost just somewhere watching us. Like if they have to like terraform earth to whatever gas they breathe, like they're saying like, let's not invest anything Let's just let the humans blow the whole, whole planet up and then make it our atmosphere that way. Maybe like they're just feeding disinformation to us so that we will blow it up. It's like, what if they breathe whatever would be left over after a nuclear winter? Yeah. Um, and like, you just really get off on radiation. <laughs> and like, just like, let's just keep feeding him lies and intentions and like convince Putin to unleash hell on Kiev. <laughs> I think they're up there watching us right now, and they're like, 
these motherfuckers made AI, and all they're trying to do is get trying to get it to use a racial slur. Like they're so yeah. stupid. Oh yeah, like this like, cocaine you... bear, great film. <laughs> yeah, it's like it must be very entertaining to watch us. Like the like simultaneously so smart and so stupid. Uh, like the, the ach- human achievements, like that we've had, are really mind-boggling like the fact that we have access to the entirety of human knowledge in our pockets at all times and like you said like we're using it to, to say racial slurs and look at porn <laughs> it, it's so funny how weak we are we're so weak-willed we're so uh so stupid <laughs> I think they're probably waiting to see if Ambassador Trump gets arrested or not. Then it's uh, war for all. Right? Yeah, that's when they invade in the, in the ensuing chaos. That's so supposed to happen. <laughs> we're, we're recording this on Monday night, and it's supposed to be Tuesday that, uh, yeah. that Trump gets arrested or whatever, and he calls yeah. for... Uh, Calls for chaos, basically. What do you guys yeah. think is gonna? Ha- Let's make predictions, right? Right now, what's gonna Ooh, happen yeah, yeah, tomorrow? Yeah. This is great. This is our, this is our March Madness right here. Yeah. Let's get the bracket. Oh, yeah, going. I've got it in my bracket. <laughs> uh, I, who do you have? The 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 one seed DOJ or the or the uh, eight seed? Um, I I mean, there's so many other things they should be indicting him on. Why are they mm-hmm. doing paying off a porn star? Is this sort of like? Wait, is this sort of like t- going after uh, uh, getting um, oh, what's the old gangster's name from the forties uh, where they got him Al on ta- Al Capone, where they got him on tax evasion? Tax a little bit. I think that what it, the thing is, there's so many. Like they they should have probably coordinated to like do it all at once or not at all. But yeah, like this is just like the first. You know those like um, conveyor belts of pizza where it's just like you put it in there, it goes through the yeah. oven. Like this was just the one that got put in first. <laughs> Because it like kind of happened a little bit when he was in office, so like all the other stuff was like from right at the end of his presidency, um, whereas this was like before his presidency. So it's just like the oldest ongoing investigation. What I think it is, I think it's they have all this stuff against him, and they're just like, mm-hmm. who wants to go first? You know, which, right? which one oh, yeah, you got? Yeah. And then like they're finally like the the guys with you know with the porn star money, they're like. I, I guess we'll go first and then they go and then everybody else is just going to follow. It's just going to be like a domino effect of Look, indictments. Uh, I mean, if it's a crime to pay porn stars, then we all do burn it. The, <laughs> burn the tapes, boys. My goose is cooked. This is a labor issue for them, really. Let's, let's get the porn yard stars to unionize to make sure their payoffs are big enough. Yeah. Hey, See, I, their payoffs probably aren't going to be big enough. Yeah, they call them their payloads. I'm just worried about like all those crazy ass people that are like, look at him as some sort of god, and I'm just. I mean, that's the thing. He's like now a cult leader. Like, there's just political cult leaders now. It's just too bad. Then, <laughs> like, he's going. There's, you know, I don't know if he'll be as bad as january 6th but there's gonna be something like that somebody's gonna do something stupid yeah. you know they are yeah. of course like there's gonna be a riot somewhere there's gonna be you know yeah motorcades getting attacked you know like yeah how many what's the what's the um over under on how many people go to the hospital because mm. i think about like you know both protesters and cops that require medical attention 
Well, like, what was it on January 6th? What was it, like 14? Uh, there was like four injuries people died overall. Um, there was the woman who got shot. Uh, um, there was one death. He changed himself in the balls and, enough to give himself a heart attack. Let's not forget about him. No, no erasure yeah. of the ball tase death uh, <laughs> on my watch. All right, boss him, um, we got boss him up and in with twenty three. So that's that's the first one here. Okay, over under twenty three. I say under. I'm optimistic unless the aliens get involved. If the aliens get involved, we're we're losing half a continent at least. Yeah, I know. Don't take away Ambassador Trump. He's all that's standing between us. And world <laughs> what, domination. What would you do if it was sort of like that movie V? where he's up on the pulpit, like, talking about getting arrested or whatever, and it's sort of like in V, and he just takes, like, half his face and rips it off, and there's just, like, reptilian skin underneath there, and then all of a sudden the big mothership comes down, and it's like, we're just like, holy shit. Like I'm more interested in V for Vendetta, you know what I mean? Send a bomb on a train at his ass. Oh man, it's it's more to be more like the that Simpsons episode where, like, the Kang and Kodos took over Bob Dole and Bill Clinton. He's like, don't blame me. I voted for Kodos. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I man, think tomorrow's going to be a weird day. I'll put the over under at four people going to the hospital. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to go to work and then I'm going to come home and I'm not going to notice that anything is different at all. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what's going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> I know. Let's see. I mean, like, is he? That's the thing. I I don't really understand because, like, it's the Manhattan DA, uh, or or not? Is it Southern different? I forget. Like, there's it's like federal or is it the DA? Yes, I think it's the so New, York's, New York New York attorney. Uh, uh, Jamie, attorney. look that up. Yeah, <laughs> I, I forget the jurisdiction. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it's just the New York District Attorney. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So if that's the case, like, um. Because the New York Attorney General is also doing something, but like, so does he have to be in New York? Do they have to like extradite him? I think so. I think he has to surrender. He's supposed to surrender himself and then go to New York. I think to be yeah. processed. Um, I feel like he won't. I feel like he'll say, "Come and get me," and like, so he wants to be looked like there's a. He wants it to look as much like the you know, cops invaded and raided his place as yeah. much as possible. He does not want to be like, oh, yeah, I'm just going into walking into the car and walking into the station to get myself booked. He wants it to make that look like the, you know, whatever cops or the Gestapo or something. And I think they need he, to just I send think, Dog the Bounty Hunter after him. Uh, right? I right? Think, I think you're right. right now. Be- because if he barricades himself in Mar-a-Lago, that puts Ron DeSantis into a, a, a tough position. I know. That's the most, that's the interesting wrinkle is like, there's something about like, if, if he doesn't willingly surrender, DeSantis has control over whether like local police do it or something like that. Yeah. That's a real interesting, (laughs) like, (laughs) well, the choice is obvious. Go get them boys. (laughs) I know that's a big dick measuring contest about like whether or not you can arrest your political right. That's the, like everyone's talking about like, Oh, they're they're arresting their political right. It's like, no, not exactly. Like there's no uh, election or like that. It's more like um, whether or not the two elected or running people running in Florida will have each other's back. Um, so who knows? I that's I don't know enough of the details, but 
I don't think he'll go willingly. Yeah. It's, is my my instinct. But see, if he does that, that, that basically keeps Ron DeSantis from uh, pilfering off all those MAGA people because, you know, he's kind of like the, the Trump Jr. <laughs> and mm-hmm. he's trying to mm-hmm. run for president. And if he sends police to get Donald Trump, then he's, you know. Yeah, he's part of the... Man, that's what a uh, interesting predicament our country is in right now. And specifically, you know, I thought by 2023 we would have, you know, like flying cars and, and yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I know that's the thing is like, I thought the internet and would be a tool for good. And <laughs> I thought we'd have hoverboards by now. Yeah. And uh, the here we are, boys. Cocaine bear. (laughs) Now we got cocaine Trump. I mean, cocaine bear sounds, that's, you know, if I had to picture how he's going to be taken down, it's going to be as easy as taking down cocaine bear. (laughs) There's going to be a few casualties. (laughs) Then did Ice Cube Jr. Well, I mean, like, there's no, I mean, like, because who knows, like, Donald Trump Jr. is like a cocaine bear cub. Uh, (laughs) That guy's has. 100% 100% been on coke since the pre- the race in 2015 started. Okay, so look, I have a scenario for you guys. Say like so take like the the room from the first Saw movie, right? And you have Donald Trump Jr. chained up on one side and you have Hunter Biden chained up on the other side with a singular <laughs> crack rock in the middle of the floor and they each have a saw to saw off their respective limb. Who do you think caves first? Oh, man. Uh, I mean, the thing is, I don't like I know it would be Hunter Biden because he probably has a worse problem and he probably has the courage to do something about it. I feel like Donald Trump Jr. is a coward at heart. Yeah, like, see, Hunter Biden would just break out, break his thumb and be like, it wouldn't yeah. be the first time I broke my thumb over some coke. Yeah, no, like that, that guy's <laughs> been through a ton of different like He's seen machetes before. There's no doubt. Like, he's, <laughs> yeah. not, he's not afraid of this machinery. Whereas, like, Donald Trump Jr. is more like that, the country club pokehead. Um, oh, yeah. So I don't, I don't think he would be able to pull the trigger on that. Um, as much as he'd love to. Jason, what are you Googling? You have your Googling face on. Oh, I was trying to, I was trying to remember Donald Trump Jr.'s girlfriend. Uh, and her name's Kimberly uh, Guilfoyle. And somebody yeah. put on Twitter the other day, they said, so Kimberly Guilfoyle's coming out with a, a new fragrance. What should its name be? And I said <laughs> cocaine, because it's Don Jr.'s favorite smell. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Cocaine. Kimberly Tinfoil. Kimberly Guilfoyle is her name. Oh. You know, that's like, unfortunate. The only um, cologne I've ever purchased was when I was like, 14 and going to my first high school dance and I still have it. It's the Michael Jordan cologne. Do you guys remember that? <laughs> I remember that. Oh, <laughs> nice. It was smells like, like sweat and victory. Yeah, right? <laughs> There's a great parody of it back in that in the nineties where it's like, um, who was it? Murasan. Remember George Murasan, like the seven foot, like Serbian dude or whatever. And he's like, do so. you want to smell like me? <laughs> I remember oh, yeah. that. I do. <laughs> That cabbage, George? I'll never tell. <laughs> That's great. 
good comedy stuff in the 90s. That's when we peaked as a society. Yeah, I think so. Uh, after the uh, yeah. after the turn of the century, things just pretty much been on a steady downhill course. See, in the 90s, you didn't need AI to say the N-word. You could just do it yourself. <laughs> uh, Jono, one last question for me, because you are a neuroscientist. So I want to ask you, uh, what's wrong with me? <laughs> well, as a neuroscientist that specifically studied addiction and knows comedy, um, you have entered the world of stand-up comedy and podcasting, both of which are horribly addicting and uh, destroy lives worse than any crack rock that Hunter Biden has encountered. Um, so that's that's mistake. That's what's wrong with all of us. Um, but you especially seem like you have a big problem. So the fact that you, you reached out and, and contacted me, being a much as much of a comedy nerd in person to want to talk about all this stuff, that's not that's problem number one. Thank you. So I've it, consulted an actual doctor about this as well. Because <laughs> well, I, I convinced myself I had autism for a little while. And he was like, nah, you don't have autism. His, his thing was that I have just severe OCD. Yeah. And that's have, what he thinks is wrong with me. You have podism. Yeah, podism. <laughs> so if you were Jacob's doctor, would you prescribe uh, straight cocaine for him? For, for um, the- I mean, but, I mean, it all works. I mean, because I have ADHD, and like, there's there's a ton of like different OCD things that like are exacerbated by stimulants um, or improved depending on the More person. Like you really got to. That's one thing I'll say is like, there's no general blanket rule about what drugs you should or shouldn't do. That depends on the person, but pretty much no one should do coke. <laughs> so, yeah. Look what happened to the bear, folks. Yeah. Learn if you learn nothing from that from that documentary. Uh, and Michael Bear used to warn us about wildfires. And don't forget Michael uh, Madsen. Look, uh, just yes. look at what happened. Look at what happened. Look at what cocaine has turned him into a piranaconda. Six piranaconda. Six. Uh, she said yeah. the six was a typo. So I think there's only one, only one uh, piranaconda movie. Right for right now, we'll see. Oh, there's gonna be more. You we'll, know it. We'll see. The first one's free. Then that's how they get you. <laughs> Part, part <laughs> we'll two will be six in no time. they're gonna do cocaine piranaconda and then yeah. we're really talking man so Jono, it's... tell everybody about your album that's out oh right yeah now. so um the <clears throat> album is called thank you um midnight oil it's um it's out on blonde medicine records you can it's on my website too johnozalay.com i used to like i <laughs> Purchased, you know, like URLs, like can just be dot anything now. Mm-hmm. You know, get like get porn dot golf or whatever. <laughs> um, I purchased two URLs to promote the album that were um, jokes dot farm and bible dot recipes, and <laughs> and unfortunately they just expired because my album came out just uh, around a year ago, <laughs> and like the URLs are are gone now but um they were like like godaddy as soon as like it, i guess it's based on traffic like they'll charge extra the second year or something like that like i bought them both for like 10 bucks and then like bible.recipe's got enough traction where it was like if, to renew you have to pay us 70 bucks and I'm wow like, no, come on um so someone else go ahead and purchase bible.recipes um if you next <laughs> time go through name.com name.com yeah. to get all your your urls yeah, how to sponsor? 
Um, but yeah, I, I was, it was recorded at, um, uh, the comedy fort in Fort Collins, Colorado, one of my favorite comedy clubs. And I will be there next or this, yeah, next Thursday, this Thursday. Yeah. in like four days, uh, um, this come out. This comes out when Wednesday. You'll be there tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow I will be at the the Comedy Fort in Fort Collins, Colorado. Great club. Um, and then I'll be uh, at the Com- uh, Denver Comedy Underground the rest of the weekend, um, headlining shows there. And you can buy my album uh, Midnight Oil, which is also available to stream on all of the streaming album things because. They resolved whatever dispute over audio rights there were on all that stuff. I got to say, I listened to it on Spotify, and it is absolutely fucking hilarious. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it has some real wacky stories. Um, I, I, don't, I forget if I talk about... I co- talk about cocaine a little bit, but not as much as my first album, Snake Oil. They're both oil themes. Dude, the story about your worst... Uh, your worst bomb ever with the San Diego Padres (laughs) had me on the floor because I think every comedian has had an awful show, but that one is one for the ages. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. I don't know how you didn't quit comedy after that because I I would have just... (laughs) It really was like, I won't spoil the story, but like after, it was a charity event for the Padres, um like a fundraiser for epilepsy and after the event the padres that i was raising helping raise money for came up to me like it was my make-a-wish they <laughs> they felt like oh no so i'm so sorry what happened to you up there <laughs> it was so brutal uh, um yeah check it out on all the streaming things johnozalay.com has my schedule and my uh, album links and everything so you can buy it on cd baby and stuff i'd also like when i sell it because it's a the album cover art is a prayer candle theme so uh, when i if you see me live i have actual candles i sell with the that come with the download code that's awesome so you can burn the midnight oil folks. yeah but, uh, what yeah. <laughs> what i know it's all it's all marketing driven it's all it's all the fun road tricks you learn. Do you remember the band Midnight Oil back in the 80s? I didn't until I Googled if anyone had used the name Midnight Oil before. It's like, there's no album Midnight Oil, but there is a band. Mm. Uh, and it's like, the is that the Bed Still Burning band? Yep. Are they Australian? Yep. Yeah. I, I remember that song. I did not realize they were a band called Midnight Oil until I put out the album myself. Yeah, I always thought they were just like a one-hit wonder, but then they had like 10 freaking albums out. I'm like, damn. Like Australian heroes or something. Jacob has no idea because Jacob's like 12. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about, Chief. <laughs> but Jono, thanks for coming on the show, man. Oh, thank you for having me. Jacob, and, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the bed still burning tomorrow yeah. when I try to arrest Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. we'll, have, we'll have to come back, have to have you come back so we can uh, check our stats because I'm going to say seven. I'm going to go seven okay. on the over under. All right. I'll go five. How about that? Because I believe in aliens. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're coming. And if the aliens come tomorrow, we'll just... uh, So will I. We'll podcast for the aliens. And (laughs) maybe they'll keep us around as like podcasting pets or something. Yeah. We never said that they shouldn't come. We're we're on their side. Yeah. I'll hail hail alien and alien. Yeah. (laughs) 
They'll probably kill us and keep the are you garbage guys, but let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Jacob, you got anything you want to pimp before we get out of here? Oh, don't have much in the way of stand-up shows, but hey, if you are a big fan of the Open Micers podcast, that's, you're in luck, because we've got all kinds of awesome guests coming up, including Rita Brent, uh, Joe Pontillo, who has a new album coming out, Will Merrill, who's taping a new album, and Gayla Nash, who is a uh, uh, national headliner from Austin, Texas, and he's going to be coming through doing some shows in the South here. So... Get in that Patreon for all the fun extra episodes that we're going to do. We're going to do pop culture trivia this month. And we'll see who has the biggest brain in the open micers first. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. But uh, I don't. Ha I have some stuff booked, but I can't talk about them yet. So I will talk about that stuff soon. And uh, let's go ahead and get out of here. If you want to email us, you can email us at openmicerspodcast at gmail.com. We're at openmicers.com and of course our link tree, link tree slash openmicerspodcast. You can join the Patreon at patreon.com slash ompodcast and keep the lights on here at the show. We thank you all for hanging out with us and we will see you guys next week. How about cocaine tweak? Yeah. <laughs>